might be asking yourself why this strange music uh, circus to lay in the background today for Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. You guys are in for a treat today. We have some really great comedians that have pre-signed. It's going to be an interesting show just because we're truncated tonight, ending at 7.15, because I babysit at 7.30 and have to make actual money. So we're going to cut it off at 7.15, which means that if you don't have something to say, don't say it. Uh, And if you don't want to do it, don't stand there. Just give the time back to the room. But please remember that Joke Workshop is only as good as you in the audience are. Please pay attention to each other's jokes. You're going to get a four-minute set. At three minutes, you'll hear the horn. That means you have a minute. Wrap it up. And then you'll get four minutes of comments from your comedian peers. You can direct them in a direction. You can just let them talk. You can let their compliments wash over you. Uh, Please remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. So nice, fluffy, toasty brioche bun on the outside, meat in the center, and then another bun on the outside. Because we're here to be helpful. Yay, it's Joke Workshop. You guys are in for a fucking treat because your first comedian is my hands down my favorite comedian in San Francisco. Um, I think he's so amazing. He has the best energy in the whole world. He makes everyone laugh every time I see him. Clap your hands wildly for Joe Gorman! How's it going, man? This will be a fun. This will be fun. We're gonna get some honest feedback, man. I just, uh, I just came back from San Francisco. I went on a, I went on a cross country comedy tour. Thank you very much, stand up comedy, allowing me to do drugs in different zip codes. It was a blast, man. I went to, I went to Sacramento, and that was a, that was amazing up there. I got to find out how the culture is in Sacramento. Not a lot of books. That's always fun. I was in Humboldt County not too long ago. That's always fun up there. I got to hang out with marijuana growers, so I feel like I was given back to farming. I got to learn a lot about agriculture and government conspiracies all in one fell swoop. And most recently, and this is the most exciting part, I can tell the goose flesh already forming on this captivated audience, I was in Chico, California, goofballs. How amazing is that? My agent, AKA me on Trivago, pulled out all the stops. I got a hotel room, treated myself, HBO and that thing, all kinds of stuff. Then I went above and beyond. I gave myself the headliner treatment, even though I was a feature. I got two beds in that hotel room, two beds, all right? I'm 32 years old. Every other day, I wake up on a pile of dirty laundry and go to work to be a secretary for somebody years younger than me. But those moments on the road, I'm a god. I'm a god with my two beds, man. It's amazing. All of my friends, they chose the the path well-traveled. They got kids. They bought a house. They can tie neckties without consulting a 15-minute YouTube instructional video. It's ridiculous. And they try to live vicariously through me because like all good comedians, I'm updating my social media presence, letting people know I'm living it up in a hotel room. And they, they try to get at me and they say, oh, you're in a hotel room. Well, you could really get excited. You could get adventurous. You could eat pizza in the bed. 
Dude, I'm 32 without any children. I eat pizza in the bed every goddamn night. If I wanted to do something unconventional, I would read the Bible that they leave me in the hotel. Am I going to do it? Nope. I'm going to roll rolling papers with that Bible passage. That's what I'm going to do. That's amazing. I love smoking weed in hotel rooms. You know, I just got to smoke weed college style where you take a little hit and then exhale through a toilet paper roll stuffed with fabric softener. That's what I got in my four years. How to get your deposit back in any living situation. Oh, it's so much fun. I love it, man. Being in a hotel, you get savvy. You know, all of my friends, they say the same thing. They see the same news report where it's always some uh, news anchor saying, you won't believe what our black lights pick up in this hotel room. Regular lights go down and the black lights come up. You see blood, sperm, and baby parts all over the hotel floor. It's gross. My friends always see that and they say the same thing. They're like, Joe, aren't you afraid of bed bugs? Dude. I've been a stand-up comedian for 12 years. I've been all over the country, and I've lived in a co-op in San Francisco for eight years. I have lice and crabs like you would not believe. I don't give a fuck about any bed bugs that may or may not live in my hotel comforter. Let me tell you guys something. Those bed bugs try to get on my body. My lice and crabs will fuck them up, all right? It is called hometown pride. I got an agreement with my boys. I don't scratch you, and you protect me from foreign parasites. It is called symbiosis. All right, well, that's been, that's been my time. Uh, I'm going to do this on uh, The Tonight Show in a couple of weeks, so any feedback, uh, much appreciated. If you need me to clean it up, not happening, all right? I don't believe in that. But uh, any other advice is, is fine. Joe Gorman, everyone, all yay! Right. Yay, Joe Gorman, yay! Um, but you'd stay up there. Okay. So the thing I would say, give an example of your agri-government conspiracy. Yeah. It, you got me all excited and intrigued when you're like agriculture, government conspiracy, and then you didn't give me anything. I'm like <laughs> onions cure cancer when they're mixed with weed and <laughs> Chinese tears. I don't know. Like you could okay. make up something really funny for agri-government conspiracy, and then. Um, Blood sperm and, and baby parts is just a lovely band name, I think. <laughs> but uh, I I thought I liked that whole section, that whole um, stuff, and the, all that stuff at the end is perfect with the living housing situation and the hometown turf, all that. All right, thank you. You might you might want to say hometown buffet just because that's because like that. <laughs> they're eating at home or something. But, that's good. Okay, yeah. All right. Anything else? Other? If you guys have things to say, you go up to a microphone. Yeah. You can just tell him he's really good if you want, but you, yeah, you go up to a microphone. Stage time! Okay, so what I loved, my favorite part was about your lice and your bed bugs. Uh-huh. Oh no, your lice and your whatever crabs. Crabs, crabs. I have crabs. Getting, getting in the fight with lice and crab mm-hmm. on the on the bed, and like, it's like a American football, and you're placing bets. While yeah. drinking beer and having pizza in bed in the motel room. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. You can put it. I I feel like you could make it even more ridiculous because I love. Um, you can get really colorful in your descriptions, like smoking through a toilet paper. Mm-hmm. It's like such a vivid picture. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Any any other comments? All right, then clap wildly, Joe Gorman! You're an ex-comedian. Very funny guy. He hasn't been here in a while, so let's be all nice, take notes, and clap your hands wildly for Hayden Grief Neal! Hello. I'm glad I ran here from Bart. I could be sweaty for the warm, warmed up for the set. Uh, how you guys doing? Woo! Uh, I'm doing good. I think I realized recently that I like dogs too much. Uh, like I realized recently that I treat dogs I see on the street exactly how you should not treat women you see on the street. Like every time I see a dog walk past, I'm just like, hey cutie, I like the way you walk. And then I touch him without asking. Uh, I definitely like dogs where I like people. I think I like dogs where I like people. Like, I know I do because, like, when I'm walking on the street, I'll say, like, I'll say hello to every dog I see, and I won't look any of their owners in the eye. Like, I'll just be like, who's a good dog? How are you doing today? <laughs> What's going on? And then to their owner, I'll just be like, thank, thank you. Uh, I think I like dogs where I like people because, like, they will never be mad at me for like saying that 9/11 was an inside job or something. <laughs> they'll never they'll never walk away when I start trying to like defend 90s cartoons and go way too deep into detail about why certain cartoons are better than other cartoons or why Christopher Nolan movies suck. Uh, all my friends keep telling me I should get a dog, but like I'm not sure I have room for that much responsibility in my life. Like, I just got this cast iron pan, and that's kind of taking up all my time. Y'all, you guys ever have a cast iron pan? That's like the neediest thing I have in my entire life. You gotta, like, feed it oil. This thing's like like the one ring. (laughs) You gotta, if I don't take care of it just right, it'll, like, poison me or take over my life. I don't know. It's 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 kind of overwhelming. I don't think I super. I feel like if I can't hand her a cast iron pan, I definitely don't understand being. Resp- I don't definitely don't deserve to be responsible for like another life. I'm not sh- like this. My cast iron pan is like slowly convincing me that like maybe I don't deserve civilization. <laughs> like I feel like I should go. I should probably be like a prisoner and just work hard labor while someone shouts at me if I can't handle taking care of one piece of metal in my life. Uh, other jokes I want to work on. I uh, I think it's really hard for me to work out because I think video games have given me like a really unrealistic expectation of what will happen when I work out. Like I've been playing video games my whole life and like when you like work hard in a video game, you unlock cool shit. Like you you work out for, you work on a video game for 10 hours, you're casting some cool ass fireballs at the end of that. If I, if I work out in real life for 10 hours, I'm just really, really sweaty and tired and I want to die. Cool. Uh, I don't know. I think it's weird. Like, 
getting in shape is like a weird phrase to me because it's like you the only shape you gotta get you gotta like turn into like from like circle to rectangle is the only real you don't get to choose any cool shape it's not like if you work out enough you get to turn into like like a like a, a wolf man or something cool uh questions <laughs> feedback great great neil everyone yay 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 questions and come do you know do you remember um triangle man triangle man triangle yeah. man meets person man the, that's the, another the, shape if you want it yeah i mean it's old it's an old old reference but people my age would think would think that's funny since you're talking about <laughs> shapes and if you just were like man, it'd be a throwaway but the people who got it would be like oh, that's cool and then you didn't mention this but it's what you did you did cat calls calling dogs yeah but you didn't like preface it with that enough mm-hmm. where it, it was like I felt like oh I figured out what he was doing but I would have liked you to be more obvious about like cat calling a dog cool but yay thank you hello so uh cat calling a dog actually continuation uh love the set it was good stuff thank uh you. the uh, uh i had one thing because i love the punchline about uh touch them without asking yeah um but i think you could actually tag that with uh touch them without asking their owners not the dogs mm. You know, so it you you they, everyone sees what you're doing and then you reverse it on them again. So cool. Yeah, it's just my thought. But no, otherwise, awesome. Thank you. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Uh, two two comments. First, you know, you're a bit about the the uh, you you're you're going up to the dogs and petting them without talk, asking them or yeah. their owners. I like that tag. Um, what do they say back to you? Uh, maybe there's a little act out between you and the dog, and the dog's like, "Oh, lower," and or I don't know. Maybe they're like, "Gross, don't touch me." I, I think there's there's like jokes there. A uh, second point is, you know, you're working out playing video games. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you could describe how buff your like lower thumb muscles are. Or like your joint between your index and your middle finger is just super buff. I don't know. I think there's jokes there too. Cool. Thank you. Hello. Hi. But hand strength and that hand strength helps you do um, dick playing with better later. Yeah, I can masturbate real hard. Make my dick real small. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Hi. So I thought maybe it would be interesting to reverse it and do like um, you talk to a dog like you talk to a girl. That would mm-hmm. be more awkward probably. How do you talk to a girl you don't I know don't. on the street? <laughs> uh, so that's kind of like a non-conversation. But how would you? Uh, be like, hey, what kind of dogs do you like? <laughs> you ask that for a dog, that's kind of funny. All right, well, there it is. Thank you. Other comments? Then slap those meat paws together for Hayden Grief Neal! Thank you. Huzzah! Your next comedian. He's here to make you laugh. Everybody get clappy for Zachary Foster! Keep it going for your host, Pam, whose last name I don't know. I was on a company retreat recently, and I love company retreats. You know, we got to share bedrooms. It was great, and you know, um, and I have bad guests at night. Okay, 
And like, the, I'm just farting the entire night long, like two feet away from my boss uh, and the CEO of the company. And like the next morning, he's given like the classic like company retreat pep talk. He's like, oh, sorry guys, I didn't get much sleep last night. Zach was farting the entire night. Um, I was like, yeah, call me some slack though, you know, like the average person farts 14 times a day. I was like, finally, I'm above average at something in this company. But company retreats are cool. You get to discover which of your colleagues are potheads. And then you realize, actually, it's just you. You're the only one. All right, still working on that bit. Um, have, you, have you seen these guys giving away free hugs? What selfless and sweetest people, you know, giving up the free time to wrap their arms around someone they're probably sexually attracted to. Because you know they're bisexual and have like a hug fetish. And like, how do you, how do you get into that? How it was this like, are you doing it full time? You giving away hugs for, for a living? It's like, sir, dude, what do you do for a living? I was a plumber. Now I give away free hugs. Like, I just feel like that's a weird thing to get into. Um, I, um, I have a Syrian friend. He recently relocated to the U.S. And, uh, yeah, give it up. Are you Syrian? Oh, you just, yeah, give it up for... Asylum status seekers. Um, and I wanted to show him a good time, so I just took him straight to the tenderloin. And he's like, holy shit, bro, there are more homeless people here than back home. Did you guys just have a war or something? I was like, actually, San Francisco, I believe, has the highest concentration of rich people in the entire world. He's adjusting well, though. He, um, he, he's like, my two biggest problems in life are ISIS and gluten. Some things he doesn't quite get, though. He uses the quotation marks gesture for emphasis. He's like, gender equality is really important. He's like, I heard the Holocaust happened. Um, I hate going to the movies. I think, uh, I think the movies are stupid. Like, I always get stuck in the front row. It's like, there shouldn't even be a front row. It should just start in the second row. Fuck, the second row sucks too. It should just start in the third row. But it's like, I want to watch a movie at home in my pajamas where I can fart repeatedly, you know? In the movie theater, I can fart like once and I have to time it for when there's an explosion. It'll be like a bomb taking. It'll be like, three, two, one. I fart, but then the bomb doesn't explode? Like, this is bullshit. All those people were supposed to die so that I could fart. How did this whole set turn out to be about me farting? All right, guys, that's my time. Thanks, Zach Foster. Zach Foster, everyone, bringing it back to a fart joke like a professional. Uh, yeah, that's the microphone. Yeah, use it. Um, when you, uh, when you um, talked about the uh, no one wants to sit in the front row, you could have mentioned that even in this place, no one's in the front row. Like, oh, like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> no matter where you go. Well, yeah, different places. No one sits in the front row in, in school. In university settings, when you no one ever sits in front, like movie theaters. I mean, everywhere. I think maybe SeaWorld's the only place because they people want to get splashed with the whale spit. 
front row things. Hey, um, so I was thinking about, um, we were talking earlier about the hugging, and because uh, I've heard you do that before with the business model, I'm trying to figure that out. There's actually, there's something to that, I think, if you keep digging there. Um, but the thing is, um, talking about the hugging fetish, you could actually expound on that and make it hyperbolic and go, you know, it starts off when you're young, you know, you get abused, hugged by your mother, hugged by your father, you know, hugged by your sister. It's very incestual. It's very terrible. And just, ta- and just you know, take that to hyperbole and see where that goes. So. I think he needs to, I think the problem is that you're not connecting to yourself in your set. So you're trying to sell jokes that don't directly connect with you, but you're asking us to connect with something. For example, the joke with the Syrian guy, the joke is that you're doing a funny Syrian voice. So it isn't even you, it's you doing this other guy. So like being a comedian is that you're trying to relate to your audience and you keep like obliquely hitting them. Like, like you're the butt of the joke, but it's still not like, you're not being like, you know, guys, when you fart and it's so embarrassing, there's still like a distance that I would like. Um, and the hugs, too. The hugs is about somebody else with their business model. I would challenge you to try to make your jokes directly about you because that's going to help you connect with your audience. But the voice is funny. The Syrian voice. I mean... Maybe if you could make it your dad or something, like your dad's talking to you. Convert to Syrian. Well, no, I mean, but that's the thing is, it's just it's not about converting to being Syrian, but you can do the cool voice, but it's about the audience with you rather than the audience with you talking about this other guy. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? It's like okay. Do we? But you're right. I mean, you're definitely writing. Writing is good. Keep writing. Keep writing jokes. Anyone else? Anyone else? All right, everybody. Zachary Foster. And I'm sorry, the music's really weird today, you guys. It, I put in this Cirque du Soleil like background soundtrack, so it's just like this weird Cirque du Soleil music. Like, and you're like, what's happening? Uh, your next comedian. You know, we always know what's happening. It's happening here every Wednesday from 10 to midnight. The Night Space. Uh, is a great show that he runs. You can listen to High Time Story Time, where he writes really funny stories and comedians act them out just for you, the listening audience. Right now, you're all here. Clap your hands together for Arden! Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Mutiny. How's everybody doing? We made it to Monday. Hooray! Um, So, I... (laughs) I, uh, it's, you know, everyone's talking about fake news, right? So, so I'll give you a headline and you tell me whether it's not, it's fake news, right? Uh, Charlie Sheen stars in 9-11 movie. True. True. Yes. 2017 has jumped the shark again. Jesus Christ. I was like, how, how do you, I, like, I know the HIV treatments are expensive, but come on. Like, did you need the money? Really? Oh, God. Anyway. Uh, no, but I... Uh, shit. Uh, speaking of fake news, uh, I've been thinking about, about fake news because everyone's talking about uh, some of the original fake news. Uh, in order to prove a point and destroy Nikola Tesla's career, uh, Thomas Edison once rented an elephant from the circus 
and electrocuted it to death. Yeah, in front of the newspaper in Jersey. Yeah, and the state of New Jersey saw that and said, hey, can you give us one of them for the prisons? Yeah, that's how we got the electric chair. Yeah, yay, science and feuds over bullshit patents. Uh, and you wonder why Google's evil, right? They, how many patents do they have? They gotta be killing the whole species off, left and right, just to prove a point. Uh, uh, but on a more personal note, I'm still single. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I, I really think that uh, I've been improving and working on me, and I think that more women should date me uh, because I'm shaggy like a dog. I've got the long hair going. Uh, but uh, unlike a dog, I don't shit on the carpet. Ever since I quit drinking. But I, I understand why more women don't date me because uh, I'm a terrible, terrible boyfriend. Like if I go over her place and take a shower, she'll say, hey, there are clean towels in the closet. But if she comes over over to my place and takes a shower, uh, I'll say, there are clean towels if you do the laundry. Yeah, uh, terrible boyfriend. But I think there's a terrible double standard because for women, is there any coming back from having sex with a magician? Like any at all? Because the only thing you could say about it is, his greatest trick was giving me herpes. Like it's, but for a guy, this is why this double standard, but if I'm a guy and I fuck a magician's assistant, that's fine. What I'm saying is, I'm, I'm working on a new card trick, but I, 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 I'm having trouble. Uh, it's where I, I have you pick a card out of a deck, uh, memorize it, put it back. I do some uh, abracadabra, and then I reach down my pants and pull out your card. But uh, every time now, it's been the wrong card. So uh, if you're so smart, why don't you reach down there and find your own goddamn self? All right. Anyway, that's been my time. My name is Ben Arden. Arden, reach down there and grab it yourself. All right. Um, you said something cute, and it made me think of another direction that's really weird, but um, ever since I quit drinking, and then you said, and it was cute, like, ever since I quit drinking, yeah. and then I shit on the carpet, and I liked that, and then it made me think about the book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie, Then He's Gonna Want to Take a Shower, huh. and Then He's Gonna Want, like, a Cupcake to Go With It, oh, yeah. and then it, I, it, I just thought of, like, for some reason... Yeah, I could go on about how, uh, it, you know, every girlfriend, it was, the pattern was, you know, first she'd want a drawer, then she'd want a key. Right. But then I'd take a shit on the rug, and that ended that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's the same, it's just the same idea. If you give a mouse a cookie, then they're going to want a key to your apartment, and then yeah. blah, 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 blah. But it, I mean, the only reason that's in my head is because I'm a nanny, so that probably doesn't help you at all. I'm a dick. Yeah, maybe. We'll um, see. And then there was one more thing that I really, really love. Oh, herpes is way too easy. Okay. Maybe a staph infection or chlamydia. I mean, there's so oh, many yeah. great, there, no, wonderful there, words to say. And herpes is just kind of like trite at this it, point. Yeah, no. And thinking about that, I could tie it to he's an escape artist or something like that. And, and all I got was tetanus. Sure, tetanus or, you know, I don't think psoriasis is contagious, but it sure is gross looking. Like, I mean, I don't know what weird things you can get on your dick or your hands. All right.
Thank I got you. a couple things. Uh, for the 9-11 and Charlie Sheen, uh, you can mention that uh, tiger blood can't melt steel beams, and that's an important thing. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, and then the other thing is uh, with um, uh, having sex with a magician, uh, one possible tag would be, uh, I can make your dignity disappear. Oh, <laughs> yes, I like that. <laughs> All right, I like it. Good stuff. Aww. Aww. Make the dignity disappear, that's funny. Right. Thank you, Anybody else? Yeah. Any others? Others? Ooh. Here is my take on that joke. All right. Magician is a perfect date because he does his bit and disappears in the morning. Ah. But it's a girl's take, so. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I like that how you were saying how you're a terrific boyfriend and in a happy, upbeat voice. You know, it's so funny. And then um, it's so funny, the shaggy dog. And I'm like, oh, shaggy dog story. That's going to be fun. And then you're like doing shit on the carpet. And I'm like, oh, that's aristocrats. Yeah. I don't know. It could be some sort of meta bit. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, Zach. Oh, race uh, to the mic. I'm like, I'm not sure if this is correct or not, but just thinking about the, the, the punchline of, I don't shit on the carpet ever since I stopped drinking. Uh, I don't shit on the carpet anymore. I think it's like a little bit punchier, maybe. Yeah. Give it a whirl. I, I've been playing with the order uh, with, where instead I, I front load the drinking. Mm. Uh, so I'm shaggy like a dog. And ever since I quit drinking, I quit shitting on the carpet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two. You know, um, so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I'm playing with the whole lineup of that to try and get it to. Because it, it's just, yeah, there's a hitch in it that I'm trying to work out. Yeah, it just occurred to me while people were talking that you kind of look like Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> and maybe you can joke about that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. He looks like a dog, everybody, but in the nicest way possible. Not the way they used to tell me in junior high that used to make me cry. Everybody, Aww. put your hands together for Arden! Oh, the music is so dumb today. I'm so sorry, you guys. It's like this weird music today. Your next comedian, I'm so glad that he's here. It's always a pleasure to have him. It's been a while since I've seen him here at the Joke Workshop. Clap together for Adam Perlstein. Hey, everybody. It's nice to be back here. Um, So I turned uh, 28 the other day, and uh, thank you. Thank you so much. And you know, people say, like, you know, Age is just a number, just a social construct, doesn't really mean anything. Um, it's also a really good way of measuring how much of a loser you are, you know, <laughs> good way. I mean, like, if you're 30 years old and, like, you're on your parents' like cell phone plan, like, you're a fucking loser. But if you're 28 and you're on your parents' cell phone plan, like, like it's cool, you know? Like, nobody feels like a loser. You realize that? Like, you know, I think as you get older, you have ways of kind of self-rationalizing your shortcomings where you don't feel like a loser. Like, I'm not, I don't have a lot of money, but like, I'm pursuing my dreams. So like, I feel better about myself. Like, you look at a garbage man, like, hey, garbage man, you're a loser. He's like, I'm not a loser. I got a wife and a beautiful family. It's like, all right. Look at a homeless person. Hey, homeless person, you're a loser. He's like, I'm not a loser. I can talk to animals. It's like, oh, shit. I realized you can yeah no notes on that joke it's perfect i'm sure okay thank you it's nice to be here really appreciate it um 
I uh, I'm in a relationship now. Uh, I miss being a single man. So being single was fun. But I remember back in uh, college, what uh, uh, me and my doormate, what we would do is we put a sock on our penis so we know when the other one was masturbating. <laughs> Walk and be like, right on, dude. You're getting it right now, dude. You got one. Uh, I'm in a relationship now. Um, she's great. Uh, we met in real life. Um, a lot of people do online dating. I never did online dating. I always thought it was like a little too impersonal. And plus, my mom says it uses too much data. It's too expensive. So I don't have permission to do it. I don't have permission to fuck. I have to get allowance to get wet. Um, I don't let my girlfriend swallow my cum anymore. This isn't going to work. Um... Uh, <laughs> Because uh, my idea is that my DNA, I can't make eye contact with anybody while I do this joke, is that uh, my DNA gets inside of her and she just becomes a sarcastic Jew for the rest of the day. If I could get help with that joke, I'd appreciate that. I'd be like, hey, sweetie, do you want to go for a walk? And she'd be like, and talk about what? I'd be like, okay, it's just a question. Just wondering if you want to go do that. Um... Isn't it, isn't it, remember the uh, good old days when the worst thing you could say about a police officer is that they ate too many donuts? Like, now people, like, really hate police officers. Like, oh, you're a fucking murderer. You're an asshole. It's like if a police officer walks around with, like, blood splattered all over his shirt. It's like, oh, somebody ate a jelly donut and got... <laughs> all right, sorry. It's like, somebody had a jelly donut. Um... I remember one time when I was in uh, high school, um, we played uh, Spin the Bottle, and it landed on a girl that did not want to kiss me, like she was not down with that at all. Um, so when she kissed me, it was like she got hit by a pitch and had to walk to first base. Hit by a pitch, first base. Okay. Easy, dude. All right, last one. Uh, all right, last joke. Um, the fuck's that about? All right, it's gonna be a shorter joke. It gets shorter and shorter the more I stall. Um, I uh, I'm a pretty jealous guy. I'm out. Of t I'm I'm out a lot. Um, so I got my girlfriend a dildo for when I'm out, and it's not a regular kind of dildo. It's a special one. When she touches it, it goes flaccid just to lower her self-esteem. Thank you. My time. Adam Pearlstein, everyone, ending on a limp dick joke like a champion. Uh, I only had one comment. I thought it was really funny and I laughed a lot, but you said you needed help on that one joke about um, coming in her throat or whatever. Yeah. And I would just say, I would just act kind of dumb and be like, because that's the way science works. <laughs> oh, what if I do? Yeah, that's an idea. If I just like thought that's how it worked. Yeah, you're just like, act like a, d a dummy. And it works with some of the other jokes like that you, if you, keep doing some dumb jokes like about the cops and you just act kind of dumb because that's what I know about science and cops or whatever. Okay. Like playing dumb might help you. I don't know. But I like I liked everything. I thought all a lot of that stuff was really, really... That first joke when you're like, that's a solid joke. I'm like, yeah, fuck it is. Nice, <laughs> right, I reckon right. Thank you, Pam. Uh, DNA uh, cum joke. Uh, I think there's like a bit of like a logical step you're missing between your girlfriend swallowing cum and her becoming you. Uh, I just think there needs to be like one step in being that like, yeah, I don't want to date anybody that shares my DNA. Or okay. Some, I don't I want don't my know. DNA inside of her. Yeah. Like, maybe like, I don't, something around there. I think that's a place to, to, to focus on. 
Okay, maybe I'm jumping ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, actually, continuing. Yeah, I loved it. It was all awesome. Uh, so Thanks, a- dude. As, as someone who dated with someone who once thought that uh, if she swallowed my cum, she'd get pregnant. Oh, um, that's interesting. Yeah, but uh, that's my bit. But uh, I was thinking for your bit, the uh, just accentuate the the Jewy part. Like I, uh, I uh, yeah, let's go for a walk. What in this heat? You know, just just kind of oh, like, okay. yeah, oh. like really, and then talk about how like for the rest of the day, do you want to share a sandwich? And like just continue like a normal day of activities, yeah. but with her acting like you. No, I and, know. And, yeah, Switch had a more definitive like personality trait than like Jewy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want her to be funny. No, sorry. Okay, sorry. Yeah. The gold thing. All right, I'm cool. Thank you. Oh, you want to say something? just just one point on that joke? Uh, because I, you know, I, I can't come in her mouth because then she's gonna become a sarcastic Jew. Maybe instead of a sarcastic Jew, you make a callback to some some way you have already described yourself. Uh, you know, and I don't want her to be 28 years old. I don't want her to be tw- a 20 year old balding white dude who's on his mom's cell phone plan. Not balding, dude. Wearing a hat. So. He's- <laughs> How can you be bald when you're wearing a hat? All right. Um, with regard to your homeless joke, uh, the one where you said uh, a homeless person can talk to animals, uh, instead of that, what if you made it like, I can talk to aliens? Okay. Yeah. All right. Like the innocence of an animal, though. I think that makes, I think that's what I like about it is that like talking to some, like, it sounds more like, I'll consider it. I'll try. Yeah, well, you could say, I talk to animals and I'm wearing this tinfoil hel- helmet to keep out the government. Well, <laughs> I smart, mean, you so. can. You can <laughs> or. or uh, I talk to animals, and he has a squirrel best friend that actually hangs around with him. Okay, that's yeah, something. Yeah, to actually validate it somehow. That's cool. Yeah. That's an idea. Little chippy. Um, it seemed like you were rushing it a bit, I guess, because you only have four minutes. But when you had the joke about um, the sock on the penis, you could have built that up a little f- more, saying, like, you know, when you have a roommate, and you, know, they're, you don't want them to bother you when you're getting it on. So, you know, you put a sock on your penis, you know. For sure. Thanks. No, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Clap wildly, everybody, for Anna All right, moving right along, right down the list. Your next comedian, what a funny guy he is. Clap your hands together for David Klein. Thank you, Pam, for that very classical music. What was that? Oh, I did. Oh, Cirque du Soleil? Cirque, I can never pronounce it. I don't know. I'm always like too high when I watch that. Um, so here, here's how I imagined the pitch for cold brew coffee went. <laughs> See that coffee over there? What if we don't heat it up? <laughs> we can charge double. What I'm, what I'm saying is we're all stupid. Um, so I stopped drinking coffee for a little bit and, uh, it was pretty rugged. Everyone said it would, the worst part would be the headaches, but that was not the worst part. It was losing control over my own bowel movements. And I almost shat myself in a conference room in front of my boss. I have an office job and, uh, it would have, it would have like ruined me. I would never be able to work anywhere ever again. If a recruiter would call the office to be like, Oh yeah, David, um, he was okay. He, he was, he was pretty good at his job. Did shit himself in the conference room one time. Yeah, it was like the saddest thing I've ever seen. HR didn't know what to do. No one did. It was thoroughly disturbing. It made me question what it meant to be 
like a human. Anyway, he came in on time. Bada boom. Um, I feel like every story every guy says from the 70s, like halfway through, I'm like, that's just rape. Um, I love when the wind kicks up in San Francisco real big and it's like blows around. I think that's Mother Nature's way of saying, gentrify this. And like people are like, ooh, wind. We can get salt from the air and make soap. I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything clearly about making soap. Everything I know about making soap, I learned from a um, gay homoerotic porno with Brad Pitt. Also, Edward Norton. He was in that too. Um, pretty, pretty gay movie. Um, <laughs> uh, people talk a lot about white privilege, and I think it might be overstated. Like, we don't even have our own bathrooms anymore. Um, that's actually just lame, but the point I'm trying to make is the opposite. Oh, no, but that fucking, <laughs> that cop shot the white woman in Minneapolis and then the Minneapolis police chief, police chief had to retire. <laughs> he fucking quit. That is how strong white privilege is. White woman gets shot. The police chief himself retires when his officer shoots a white woman. I don't really have much to say about that, but I'd love to put those two jokes together or one joke and one nod joke. Um, Uh, I, the bus, there's a sign that says every 11 minutes a muni driver gets assaulted. If there's one thing we can't trust the muni on, it's time. <laughs> it's never like, I've, I've ridden like a million muni rides, like 10 a week for 15 years. Never seen a driver assaulted. It's the worst place to hit someone. There are cameras everywhere. There are like 250 witnesses. Like, are you going to pop out the top like fucking Mario and, and like escape? Like, I don't get it. Uh, and then, I don't know. Anyways, I'm David Klein. Thank you, guys. David Klein, everyone. Being political and topical. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. Rare for me. The, mu- the Muni joke is great. Thank you. Um, you could probably say something like, uh, on the one hand, uh, when a white woman gets shot, um, the police chief had to retire. But on the other hand, we don't have our own That's bathrooms. That's a much better way to do that. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Muni joke was cool. Uh, I think you could be like, the beginning of that could be like a little less explicit. Just be like, uh, there's a sign that says Muni driver gets assaulted every 15 minutes. Yeah, and the 24th was to show up every 20 minutes. Right, right, right. That's also a much better way to do that. Thank you. Comes every 20. Right. Every 20. And to continue on that, because it's a really, really funny bit, I like it. Um, but uh, you could also say, uh, you know, someone's not going to see that as a problem. They're going to see that as a challenge. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to Being a, assaulting yeah, yeah, yeah. a muni driver. Every eleven. Right. Minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to try. That's, and break well, that and I think, and it, and and just philosophically, so you know, the definition of assault is if you spit on a person, that's technically assault yeah so this is like you can verbally so when they're saying 11 seconds they could also be verbally assaulted that's like like every fucking 20 seconds yeah yeah cunty driver or whatever so i mean your level and definition of assault is it varies i think it's good it's do the straight white man defining assault thing yeah straight white man defining assault (laughs) yeah I just thought assault was a kind of nut, like a peanut. It's assaulted. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Horse walks into a bar. Sorry. 
Hey, hey. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I feel like sometimes you underexplain yourself. It's like uh, there was like a leap, you know, a step that you've missed in explaining, so people might not be on the same page if they don't have the same reference. You know, like um, what's the movie? The Fight, Fight Club? Club Did you actually spell it out? No, I, I don't know. If, yeah, it, the whole point of the joke is like, oh, Fight Club's really a gay porno, which I don't know if it's actually yeah, funny, yeah. but uh, yeah, I did not explain it. Okay, there was something else, but I don't remember. Okay. But that's point well taken. I knew what you were talking about, though. I knew you were talking about Fight Club. I feel like, yeah, if you've seen the movie, like, maybe you get the joke. That doesn't mean it's funny. I don't know. But, yeah. Robert Paulson. So, person. the, um, when you shit yourself in the conference room and then, you know, what's it like when you're, you know, you're, you're applying for a job and then they ask for the reference and maybe you can flip it. And so you're already at your new job and, or maybe you're applying for your job in the interview and they're like, so, um, how do you like to conduct a meeting? And you're just like, Oh, um, usually I just first I make sure I know where the, the, the I don't know the ba- waste basket is, or in case I need to run and take a shit real quickly. I don't know. May- maybe there's an act out there where like where you're actually have to take a shit in your new job or something like that. Acting out a shit would be funny <laughs> if I could do it. Uh, yeah, I'm on board with the Mooney joke being really funny. That was a really great joke, and uh, I uh, back Hayden's tag on that's really funny too. And then. When you were expanding on the joke afterwards, like you had that joke where it said like uh, being on time, and then you did the riff with like you know Mario and like how hard is it in the first place. What you have the ability to do is you have the ability to do the riffs first, doing like the idea of how ridiculous that is, and then you have the safety and at the end of that doing the actual setup punch joke, which is that it's never late on time anyway, and then the twenty four is supposed to come every twenty minutes. So you have that. The audience hears that, how ridiculous that is. And then you have the joke at the end. So if you're trying to expand on the joke, which everyone wants to do, make it sound more like a bit, like a comedy bit. Yeah. But like often I try to do that. I try to do that in like in like 99% of the time it's it's an illusion where like I'm excited about an idea, which is one joke and I'm trying to make it like a multiple jokes. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, just rest easy in the fact that like you have that one solid joke and then it slowly builds after a while where you can still be working on that one premise for the next like three or four years or something like that. But that one joke is really yeah, good. That's and smart. I don't ni- usually work backwards. That's smart. Yeah. In the 1970s, uh, thing was really uh the brevity of that was really funny because you didn't say much i knew exactly what you're talking about uh, but yeah man that was good cool thanks thank you everyone david klein everyone yay david klein with the weird music behind your next comedian it's her first time here for joke workshop so clap it up for her right now renata skyatanova Okay, I want to do a Sheryl Crow impression. Car, car! <laughs> Lance, get off the bike and get in the car. It works if you know that she was married to Lance for some time. Okay, um, now I want to do a Russell Crow impression. <clears throat> this is... Um, I hate doing laundry. I hate doing laundry. 
but I love getting paid. <laughs> so every time I do laundry, I make sure to leave $5 in my front pocket. So when I pull stuff out of the dryer, nice and warm, I find that bill. and I feel like I'm getting paid. That was very Todd Berry for some reason. I don't know. Okay, now here. Um, so my dad really wanted a son. So when my parents divorced, I felt it was my fault. And my parents were really good about that. They were like, hey, my, my dad would say, like, it's not you, it's your mom. <laughs> She's a nut. Maybe if you were a boy, you'd understand me. And my mom would be like, hey, it's not you, it's your dad. He's a douche. Maybe if you were a boy, your dad would have stuck around. <laughs> um, okay. Now I want to go uh, really dark. Okay. Um, anybody here believes in karma? Do you know what karma is? Yeah. Karma. So you do something bad and it hits you back. Have you ever experienced something like that? Um, oftentimes I ask that question. People are like, oh, yeah, I stepped on the bug. And then, you know, next day I find, oh, next week I find a bunch of spiders. And I'm like, oh, well, I deserved it. Or like a car in front of you um, just cut you off. And soon enough they get in a fender bender. You're like, well, you know, you shouldn't have been that reckless. It's, you kind of deserved it. Or, well, you know, that kind of stuff. But that makes me wonder, like, you know, karma and... Sansara, the rebirth, the concept of rebirth are connected. So like the idea is if you did something bad in this life, you're going to be punished in the next life. Which makes me think like, so Hitler, do you think he died and he was reborn as, I don't know, a child with a liberal parsley? <laughs> or Anne Frank, do you think Anne Frank had it coming? If you believe in karma... All right. So David Tell hates traveling because his dad would hit him with a globe. I wish Donald Trump's dad would hit Donald with Monopoly. Um, I have two half-sisters and a chainsaw. Um, I always have something up my sleeve. <coughs> Tuberculosis. Uh, I used to Google my jokes to make sure Mitch Hedberg didn't write them first. I still do, but I used to, too. <laughs> <laughs> Renata Skyatanova! <laughs> okay, please. I really like the Sheryl Crow impression followed by the Russell Crow impression. It's uh -huh. like so silly, <laughs> I can't help but laugh. Okay, well, my question is, do you think I should space it out? Like, do Sheryl Crow, and then in like a few jokes, do Russell Crow. So kind of like a callback sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, I felt it worked well uh, like this because, like, you know, when you say Russell Crow, I think you're gonna do the same thing, and uh -huh. then you say this is Parda, so uh -huh. you know, like um, that immediate recall uh, really um, drives it home. Oh, okay, got it. Thank you. Yeah, no, I liked it. Um, I think it should keep him stacked. 
Um, uh, it, funny uh, a note on it is uh, Russell Crowe was in Gladiator, not 300. 300 was this is Sparta. I know. But what you can you can actually tag it to go rule three, where mm-hmm. you you riff on the audience laughing, saying, actually he was in Gladiator, mm-hmm. not 300. Are you not entertained? Which is the line <laughs> from that one. Why aren't you entertained? Uh, so the line from Gladiator that everybody oh, knows is, are, are you not entertained? Got so it. now you've, you you've punched got it. Got it. Yeah. I've made a circle. Yeah. Fantastic. That's a great feedback. Yeah. Thank you. And I really appreciate it. That's awesome. Thank you. I also enjoyed the crow thing. You might you have space for a third crow. I mean, you could stack them up and do another one. They're mm-hmm. pretty quick. And then... This may just be me, but I feel like the more ridiculous a bird sound is, the funnier it is. Mm-hmm. Like you do, like caw caw. You know, do like caw caw. Like I don't know, I don't uh-huh. know, but I don't know if that like would work. Uh-huh. And then uh, I love that Mitch Hedberg joke. I mean, that's that's a great joke. Obviously, limited for the whatever the audience. It's a limited audience is going to get it, but it's a it's a it's a funny joke. Uh, um, my question, another question for the Cheryl Crow joke is, oh God. Um, should I do a bit about Lance? I didn't know who the hell he was. Uh, maybe people, Lance people Armstrong? Might, oh, it was Lance Armstrong? Duh, that's right. I, I, I missed that. Then, yeah, you should totally... Rip, people, you could probably make fun of Lance Armstrong there, sure. No, well, because, you know, he's biking, and I'm like, get in the car, so I'm trying to put another twist, so, like, he was not... What's the song What's the song quote about getting in the car, though? Oh, no, no, car, car. It, like, Boston people pronounce. Oh, does she have a song about cars? No, she does cars? not. I mean, she has the one about the car wash, um, across the street from a giant yeah. car wash. I mean, that's all. I mean, if you want to mention her, oh, okay. the lyrics of her song, one of them where she mentions cars or car or something. I think I should drop to that. To Thank you. Oh, and then you you said uh, cerebral parsley. I think mm-hmm. probably matter of by accident or not instead of palsy. But I thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, I don't know if there's a. You seems to do some puns or maybe a joke there, a different joke there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank I'll you. Just one comment. I think you could swap out some of the examples for the karma uh, mm-hmm. with, with some, get a bit more creative. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know, it just came to me. Maybe you got really, you accidentally got really high right before you went on a hunger strike. Or just, I think, you know, being more playful than like, yeah, bugs and spiders and mm-hmm. think of really crazy contrasts. Uh-huh. But nobody ever laughs at this and I, I understand. I mean, it's dark. But like it's not entertaining. I don't know what to do. I I think it's the Hitler and Frank. It's it's just people get uncomfortable around those two. Like unless it's you've really got to mock Hitler right off. Like you can't leave it for any length of time oh, before bringing compassion him down. for a victim. Yeah, mm-hmm, you, got you, you've got to bring him right down right away. But the Anne Frank, I think that's too harsh a twist. I think okay. that's yeah. awesome. Cool. Thank you. Clap wildly, everybody. Renata Skyatanova. All right. Moving down the list, trying to get everybody in. Your next comedian is Curtis Robinson. Um, I've never done stand-up before. It's my first time. Yay! Uh, my name's Curtis Robinson. Um... People say that um, there's probably more black people with that name than white people. And I found that to be true. Um, 
but and and they say you know it might be racist but i say it's not racist because my parents they had a black friend and um his name was not curtis i was not named after him but you know they had a black friend so that was that's all i have for that um, and um people uh, they call me kurt um they some, sometimes they call me kurt before they even know my name's curtis it's just um if you look up the word kurt in the dictionary it says short and rude i don't know if you can look that up it really does say that uh, <laughs> and uh it's i i've been i was i was dating online a lot before i met my wife and uh it's tough being short and rude when you're when you're online dating um uh especially as a guy um i was i was swiping right on about 50 profiles a day on Tinder and OkCupid for about three years, and I got maybe like three likes back total. And uh, it, it was tough. Um, you're probably thinking, oh, you probably put up bad pictures and said weird stuff. Like, I got, I got my friend to redo my profile. He dates a lot. No change. I got a girl to redo my profile from scratch. No change. And, uh, and then, so I had her, I took her phone and, and went on her Tinder. And she was like, yeah, sure. I don't use it anymore. Do whatever you want. And I just started swiping right, and like, literally one out of every three or four guys had already liked my profile, and it was in like instant match. And within like 10 minutes, there was like five guys talking to me and sending me well-thought-out messages. And I was like trying to scare them off. I'm like, I just got out of prison, and uh, I... <laughs> I yell at mirrors a lot, and and if they ask what I want to do, I'll be like, uh, "Let's go behind the Costco and do blow." And and uh, and one of them said, "What if we just meet right here by the Starbucks?" I'm like, "I both my legs were amputated a few months ago, and I've, I'm offended that you told me to go walk because." And they're still ta they're not going along with everything, but they're still like messaging me. Like, I can't get them to go away. And then all, while this is happening, my real phone vibrates. I'm like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, oh, it's just an email from LinkedIn. And then it, it vibrates again. It's another email from LinkedIn. It's like a recruiter. And, and for, for a guy, a uh, programmer, I'm a programmer in SF, LinkedIn is the exact opposite of Tinder and OkCupid. I get constant messages from recruiters. They're like, hey, I read your profile. I think you're amazing. Like, here's my phone number. Just call me. And... <laughs> And I'm always like getting all these emails from recruiters, like just trying to give me a job because they get you know, money. And I'm just like, okay, John, you probably didn't read my profile. You probably just copy and paste this to everyone. And this is that's kind of creepy that you gave me your phone number right away, by the way. And uh, I'm I'm not going to re respond to this. Like, you, you look like a douche too. I'm not I'm not responding. I just delete, delete, delete. You know. But yeah, that's that's all I got. Thanks. Yeah. Curtis Robinson, everyone. Keep clapping. That was a really good set. Yay! Yay! And then yay. Stay up there. Stay up there. Yay, and then yay. White male privilege. I think that it's really funny that you're like, well, there's, there's no, I'm white male, and there's, if I'm a white girl, then I get all this, you know, attention, but it's like you're, as a white male, there's a, there, there's something funny there about white male privilege that you don't actually have, or that it doesn't go into dating. It only has to do with money or some, something. I don't know. There was something there about that I liked. Yeah, with jobs, I get right. plenty of privilege, but not dating.
Yeah, it was I thought you had a lot of really good ideas. I think you should be happy with that for that as a first set ever. Uh, good work. I was going over it in my head uh, for like so, so more. I'll, I'll say some specific stuff in a minute, but I think right now, if you want to do stand up, I think your goal right now is more so than learning how to write is just learning how to be comfortable on stage. That should be your first goal. Uh, and that's just hit open mics. You should go do as many open mics as you can uh, if you if you enjoy this and feel like it. More specific notes. Uh, I thought I liked the Kurt joke. Uh, I feel I feel like this is a better note for the uh, the LinkedIn joke. I thought there's like a very funny as um, Pam said. There's a very funny idea of like being a a male programmer on LinkedIn is equivalent to being a lady on Tinder. And I think there's like a lot of stuff that you talked about that wasn't going towards like making that comparison. There's like a lot of setup that didn't need to be there. And I think if you're going to keep going with that joke, just sit down look at it, take out anything that isn't supporting that point or is not, not funny on its own. I think that's brevity is what you need there. Okay. Thanks. No, I loved it. Um, uh, so I love the uh, Tinder part. I think you could do, uh, depending on how you want to take it. Um, so you've got you. You did the the great part about setting up. Uh, you're striking out on Tinder. You can switch to the girl's profile, and you're got nothing but luck. And then your LinkedIn keeps blowing up. You could keep going with it and say, so I swap my profiles for. Tinder with my LinkedIn, and now I'm banging nothing but recruiters. Ah! That's funny. I like that. Thanks. Um, uh, uh, so with your uh, Tinder joke, like when your phone is blowing up with LinkedIn, you could just say like, oh, I got a Tinder notification, and it turns out like you swiped right on this girl's profile who's an amputee and everything. Oh, no. <laughs> and she swiped right on you. Oh, I thought you were going to say a recruiter was on LinkedIn and like <laughs> pretending to be a girl and like, oh, <laughs> That would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny too. Uh, that, yeah, that that was a fantastic first set. So you should be Thanks. super pumped with yourself. Uh, the yeah, the Tinder LinkedIn story was great. Um, there's probably a lot more. Obviously, pretending to be amputated on LinkedIn, or who knows? There's a thousand ways that make crazy weird reversals and punchlines at the end. But the story in itself is is good. I would just go say it like thirty or forty times. Okay. and record yourself every time if it's not recorded here. Yeah, well, a lot of it was because of my wife. She really helped me with this. She's done improv oh. a bunch. Oh, good. So. Yeah, great. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, no, it's great. That's great. No, then that's good. Yeah, and like, it, it seems like you may already be approaching like a type of delivery that will be great for you. Just keep saying it, you know, like, cool. uh, yeah, that was, a good, that was a great first set. That was cool. Yay. Thanks. Clap wildly, everyone, for Curtis Robinson! <laughs> Yay! All right, we've got two more comedians left. We're going to try to squeeze them in. Slap those meat paws together for Priya Venkachan! These things are always too high for me. I'm short. I'm usually one of the front row people. Like, you never see me, but I'm always there in the front row. Um, 
So uh, I came in late today for this thing, like 5.45, and I'm here at 6.15. Uh, and I, my excuse is that I'm a woman in tech, so I was stuck at work, and I couldn't be like, um, I gotta go now, because um, my boss would have been like, oh, where to um, change your tampon? Uh, so I and I really don't want that because one I'm on birth control so um, I don't get periods and I don't need tampons um, but um, you know it's like uh, whenever I say I'm a woman in tech people are like oh that must be really hard for you and I'm like ah, yeah I've never known anything different or something like that um, and then like you know you go on medium or Twitter or whatever and then you see all these things about like these uh, female startup founders getting um, uh, sexually harassed all the time. Like, you know, one woman was like, he, uh, he called me up to his hotel room on the 45th floor, his penthouse suite, and then he propositioned me. And um, everyone's like, oh my God, that's so sad. That's so, no one should be able to treat you like that. And I'm sitting there going, Oh, that's what you got to do to get laid in this town? Because, um, you know, like, I'm married now, but for the longest time, like, I couldn't manage to get a date with anyone who had a job or um, had any, any amount of money or anything like that. Like, uh, I was just, like, scraping the bottom of the barrel. So, like, if, if all I have to do in order to get laid uh, with someone who's rich is, and has a penthouse suite is to begin a startup, yeah, I can totally do that. Like, go on a date with, uh, and, like, maintain a personality with an awkward guy for, like, 45 minutes before um, he awkwardly says, so, um my place and then you go to his place and then there's like all of this crap on his bed and uh, you know like his um, magic card collection and stuff and then he just like wipes it just you know has to move it all, all aside so that there's like some room for you and then he's like let's really be quiet because my parents are upstairs you know like if I have to uh, start a startup for that, like, yeah, I can totally do that. Because, and, you know, like, beginning a startup is not difficult at all. Like, just think of what your mom isn't doing for you anymore and then make an app for that. Think about it. Like, um, mom, can you pick me up? Uber. Mom, I'm really hungry and I don't want to change out of my pajamas. DoorDash. And, um, you know, like, mom, I'm lost. Google Maps. Right there. And you know, they say like, um, you need more di diversity in startup founders and stuff and, and, and the people who fund these founders and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, there totally needs to be more uh, women in startup, uh, uh, in the startup world. There need to be more investors who are women, especially those who are like hot, black, uh, sexy women, you know, because um, that's the sort of stuff that turns me on. I'm bisexual, so like uh, I really want there to be more diversity. I want to be harassed by people who are not just white males. <laughs> yeah, that's it, guys. Priya Venkatesh, everybody. Hey, comments. Oh, I got it. I loved it. It was so funny. The idea of you starting a startup to get laid. Oh my god. <laughs> and then how you describe it's totally like uh, 
a kid who is lost and stuff like that was uh, the only thing like for me is I felt like you didn't talk to me you were just like not it was not a dialogue and I feel like you would have been so much more committed had so much passion in your voice if you looked at me and like hey isn't that ridiculous that's what it is Uh, no, I, li I liked it a lot. I think you could actually um, use your marriage in it. So, you know, you could say, well, we're in an open marriage. And so, you know, if it takes me starting a startup, I'll make him program me an app tomorrow, <laughs> you know. And then, you know, now I can be sexually harassed by some nice, beautiful investor. You know? um, so, yeah, so I think, I, I think there are ways that you can play with it. But I, I definitely yeah. like the premise um, and just it just uh, tighten it up. Just you know, just find the parts that you can tighten up to, because there are the great visuals about the 45th floor penthouse. You know, so you could definitely do some punches there and some other things. So yeah, it's a great premise to the thing about things that your mom did for you and oh, yeah. how to build an app. But I think that Google Maps is your least strong, and you used that as your third punch. So I would take that joke and I would write just as a writing exercise, write as many things that your mom does and try to connect those with apps, right? So you're like vacuuming, oh, there's the green maids, or I don't know, I, I don't know apps because I don't have apps, but think of, make a list of all the things a mom would do and then think of the corresponding app. And obviously there's gotta be something your mom did for you and then Tinder, but that's like so gross, but there's gotta be something really funny there, right? Like, cause obviously you're not fucking your mom or maybe it's called your mom or I don't know, I don't know. Like, and it becomes a t an app, but that's a really, it's a great premise. It's a great premise. Yeah, I actually thought of like, um, you know, you say, mom, I met this girl. And then she says like, oh, she's your second cousin twice remote. Ancestry Jessica. Ah, right, Ancestry Jessica. That's, that's cute. Yeah, so you can't fuck your cousin. Oh, right. Well, that's, that's J-Date, probably. <laughs> uh, one, one point. Um, I, you have this line in there where, where you're like, I couldn't, get a I couldn't get a date with anyone, not even guys who have like a decent job or something like that. Um, but I think this is a, an a, a opportunity waiting for a punchline here. So, I, you know, I couldn't, couldn't get a date with, with anyone, not even guys who have like moderate to low body odor or, or whatever it is you think is kind of uh, awkwardly, you know, sort of unexpected misdirect us there. All right. Clappy, clappy, everyone for Priya Venkachan. All right. Did Michael Brandon take off? He's not. Yeah, I was going to. We had just a couple minutes, but we don't. Anyways, I have to go work. Everyone got to go. I'm so happy we all got to. Uh, so every Monday, usually this goes all the way until eight o'clock. Thank you for understanding tonight. Um, I'm glad there was a no show with Cody Simmons. And thank you for letting me know on the Internet, Cody, so that we could get everybody up tonight. This is a joke workshop. It's every Monday. We hope to see you again next week. Bye bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Want to spend a summer Sunday laughing your cares away? Then come join the fun at San Francisco's Comedy Day. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs, and it's free. Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee-slapping, side-splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock them dead. Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free? Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th Annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free! 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Francisco, if you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Anything you try has already been done before, and there's nothing really you can do about it. So remember to avoid taking risks and to whisper into feathers together in the dark. It's the right thing to do, and viewers like you. When the circus is in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze quad elephant, see? Look on the train with the circus promise. It's intense.
You're listening to Shaggy's Soul Shakedown Party tonight. Folks, as you know, as you know, Shaggy's Soul Shakedown is every Thursday, every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. here on MutinyRadio.fm. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips, and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great, because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business. It's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. It's <laughs> the point where, like, you walk into Target and you see, like, a cute bra that's like a winky face and it's Joe Boxer, and you're like, oh, that's cute, I would want that. No, they only make it A through, like, C. Maybe C, all right? I want to be able to buy bras at Target. Those bras are like seven bucks. You know how much I have to pay for bra? I have to go to Lane Bryant. I have to make a fucking meet with a fitting person, right? And then the fitting person is like, oh, what are you? Like an 80 gajillion double 3G, whatever? I'm like, yes, it's in 3D. Like, that's how big my... And then, and then she grossed me and she's like, I think you're a this. And then she brings you the size. And because I'm so fucking mortified, if, even if it doesn't fit, I'm just like, fuck it. Yes, I will have that. Do you have it in a fun color? And she's like, we also have it in nude, which is a lot because they have it in peach, which is not nude for me. That's racist. What they actually have in nude for me is chocolate. They have it in chocolate, they have it in white person nude, and they have it in black. And maybe you wanted to go wild and get a red one. Well, guess what? That doesn't hold anything. Just absolutely, it's like having a fucking hairnet around your boobs and then being like, oh, look, it's cute and it's big. So I hate bra shopping. Uh, thank you for hearing that. Um <laughs> I do. I fucking hate it. Yeah. Lane Bryant's a terrible place. You know, I, I just, I've never been like an especially thin person, which is fine. Like, I, whatever, man. Like, uh, you know, 
I don't, I don't give enough of a fuck to be like super healthy, but I just feel like mm, I just don't want shopping to be arduous. You know what I mean? Like I find a pair of jeans I like, I wear it until I get a hole. I'll tell you specifically where in my crotch. All right. There's a hole that you can get if your thighs are really big and they rub together and it just erodes these pants. They've been holding up pretty well, but sometimes you just know that it's on the edge and you're like, holy shit, I've had these jeans for two years. I have to find another pair of jeans. This is so awful. Uh, yeah, whatever, man. I have one minute left. Thanks, Pam. Pam, has that ever happened to you with a pair of jeans? I have. I'll show you the where bits on mine. <laughs> we just bonded. Yeah. So Mauricio sat back there uh, during New Zealand. Sa- I'm sorry, Terry, right? Terry Williams. All right, cool. Not that that's creepy that I remembered it. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just alarmed myself. Um, maybe I'm Jason Bourne, and I don't know. Like, I just have all these memory skills. Um, <laughs> Mauricio sat back there and told me about how he wasn't drunk after getting kicked out of five bars. And so now I'm going to make fun of you just a little bit, because I enjoyed sitting next to you, contrary to what you believe. I know you think I hate you. I don't. I just think... Does that mean I fucking hate you? No. No, that's not what that fucking means. Are you kidding me? If I make fun of people, now I hate them? If you make fun of me, I know it means that you care about me. Thank you, Pam. Jesus. No, it's all right. You could go cry yourself to sleep tonight because you think I hate you. That's fine. I just... <laughs> I just think it's funny that you call yourself... Okay, here's, here's the one thing I wanted to say because you called yourself the Tupac of comedy. Have you ever seen a photo of Tupac with a hacky sack? <laughs> Fucking no! You've never seen a picture of Tupac with a hacky sack. That's, no. You made it up. Sorry, right. but I like your cardigan and I like your style. And Pam, I like you a lot for letting me talk shit for however many time this was. You guys have been great. Thank you so much. My name is Dom. So this is the end of uh, comedy just because we can. If you want to listen to the next comedy just because we can, it will be on the 23rd with um, Andy Ficaro, who's coming with us from uh, Pennsylvania. So tonight was because of Terry Williams all the way from New Zealand. Clap it up, everybody. Yes! New Zealand! What? Oh, wait! I hope you have a wonderful time here in the States. Honestly, I hope that it's just super party all the way out. Uh, Coming up next right now is we're actually in Heterotopia. You guys, it is all about the world and they are serious about it. They're gonna tell you what's happening in the world. Heterotopia. Thanks so much for listening to comedy just because we can. Uh, Yay, clap for yourselves and yay, Heterotopia next. Yay. Like, wait, like, wait.
I've never seen my parents. Wait, so I can't have big breasts? Like anyone with big boobs, they never want to smoke. No, absolutely fucking not. I only want to smoke older things. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another installation of Heterotopia. This is yours truly, DJ Ashok on the deck. I am uh, joined here in the studio with DJ Charles. What's happening, Charles? Hello. Hi, this is Charles. <laughs> uh, in the background there, you hear uh, Sigurus, an uh, Icelandic band. The uh, track is Osen Osen. And I uh, want to give a big shout out right now as we start the show to Mutiny Radio for hosting Heterotopia for... Uh, Oh, pretty much the duration of its existence uh, following the implosion of Pirate Cat Radio, which was our original host. And uh, we love them because uh, all the, the collective of people that have uh, given their time, uh, their energy, their blood, sweat, and tears to keeping this uh, uh, people's radio outlet alive has uh, given us the ability for so many years to share with you the the music and the news and the politics and everything that we do so i want to give a big shout out uh plus there are uh many other incredible shows there's comedy there's open mics uh there's uh, other political spaces uh there's just just you, you really got to check it out www.mutinyradio.fm uh or come down for the live events like we just got through with uh, uh you can come down to 2781 21st street at florida come check it out but anyway this is heterotopia this is your international rendezvous every saturday night here at mutiny radio uh tonight uh, there is a lot going on in our world we're going to talk about proposed constitutional changes in algeria we're going to talk about uh, moroccan political prisoners we're going to talk about uh, the the ongoing crisis in Burundi and maybe shed some light uh, uh, via uh, uh, Anne Garrison, uh, who uh, is just a, a brilliant independent journalist, uh, on uh, you know what's actually happening over there as opposed to what you read in the mainstream 
Press. Uh, we're going to talk tonight about the uh, ice raids that have been uh, plaguing the nation since the beginning of this year. We're going to talk about uh, Guatemalan uh, war criminals being possibly finally brought to justice. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, crimes in San Francisco. When I tell you crimes, I mean crimes of state in San Francisco. We're going to talk about the people that uh, are standing up and fighting back. And, uh, you know, a confrontation that occurred at uh, San Francisco City Hall yesterday morning at the uh, inauguration of Mayor Edwin Lee. And uh, so, yeah, there's a lot, to, and that, that and uh, uh, a little bit more. So uh, stay tuned. we got a big show for you tonight. And, of course, uh, we like to start it off with the music. And, uh, of course, Sigurus is uh, leading us right now, uh, uh, helping us uh, set the mood. But there's uh, much, much more to come. So uh, without further ado, we're going to uh, just... Lay right on into it. I hope y'all are having a uh, good Saturday night, and I hope y'all have had a good start to 2016. Uh, I think I said it last week, but I can't say it enough. 2015 fucking sucked. Let's do better this year. All right, folks? Right on. One love. Welcome back to Heterotopia. The neurons in Heterotopia appear to be normal, except for their mislocation. Symptoms range from non-existent to profound. The heterotopia is capable of juxtaposing in a single real place several spaces. Several sites that are in themselves incompatible. There's probably not a single culture in the world that fails to constitute heterotopias. To take part in a revolution, it is not enough to write a revolutionary song. You must fashion the revolution with the people. And if you fashion it with the people, the songs will come by themselves. America! Why would anybody want to incite a riot? This country is not controlled institution. This country do not function under the democratic process. This country is controlled and governed by the capitalists. Why would anybody want to incite a riot? Prison construction, America's sole growth industry. Why would anybody want to incite a riot? Good heavens. Wake up, wake up. Prison construction, America's sole growth industry. Wake up, wake up. Follows the profit margin. Always. Always. Prison construction, America's sole growth industry. The twisted mentalities at work here are akin to those of Nazi Germany. Keeper is coming for me. Lay me down. Fast to sleep. 
suppression and Black Lives Matter in San Francisco, it's obvious Black Lives Don't Matter in San Francisco. We want justice for Mario Woods. We want justice for Mario Woods. We want justice for Mario Woods. We demand independent investigation. And charge the cops with murder Malia Cohen, what's your position on the tragic murder of Mario Woods? Kenneth Harding, District 10, our last black neighborhood Nothing can change the way my people feel How can our community heal when the police shoot to kill? Luckily we have video, would've been some more that okie doke The San Francisco trigger happy cops Killing black and brown folks, it's no joke State of emergency, red alert, what's my solution? All out, grassroots, power to the people, streets, revolution I'm trying to get every able-bodied man and woman in every hood in America to cause mass hysteria, demand justice. Don't wanna hear police commission puppets and only care about me. But what about HP? No wonder, if not the peace, the genocide takes its son. I'm on a mission to awake my sleeping sisters and brothers. Tactical organization, laws, mass demonstrations, global mobilization all across the entire nation. Nation, 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 nation. We want justice for Mario Woods. We want justice for Mario Woods. Justice for Mario Woods. Free demand. Independent investigation. Fire chief, sir. And charge the cops with murder. Lee's doorstep so we can't ignore it Screaming we need justice for the pain and the torment Mama crying saying look at me in the eye To the pigs that all lie Nothing to justify the killing of young and black and brown kids Who they target So we fighting for these pigs to be brought up on charges For the murdering from Frisco to Ferguson Gentrified cities trying to make the change permanent Developers, investors, intentions to wipe out the culture Conditioning the mind of young soldiers But if we organize in the name of Alex and Mario, unite every hood, community in the barrio. Stand up and show them that black lives matter. Power of influence of entertainers and rappers. Get together our demands to the committee and fight for it. Then we gon' take back the city. We want justice for Mario Woods. We want justice for Mario Woods. Justice for Mario Woods. We demand independent investigation. Fire chief, sir, and charge the cops with murder. Blood on the block. Culture's getting eaten. Vultures getting fat and the fat getting greedy. I just call it as I see it. Changes what we need. Last time I checked, any human get cut in the bleeding. All is one, we a legion. Fuck a flag, pledge allegiance to my fellow human beings. Hands high, if you feel it, don't let these devils leech it. The city is ours, and we gotta fight to keep it. Shots fired, another brother's essence in the sky. Tears fall down the mother's eye. My baby wasn't ready to die. We need each other in this fear-driven land. They sinking like sand pits. They can't stand it, expansion can't be stopped If they planned it for justice we was asking Now we here to demand it Let's stand in solidarity, almost there As we come together, put a fist in the air We want justice for 